Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. On October 7th, Hamas invaded Israel, killing 1,400 people and taking more than 240 hostages. Now a war against Hamas wages in the region in and around Gaza. The images of the victims in Israel are devastating, as well as the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. The human cost is overwhelming. Rabbis from across the country and from here in North Carolina are in Israel on the ground to provide healing and comfort for the victims of the attack by Hamas and their families. One of these rabbis is Rabbi Eric Solomon of Beth Meyer Synagogue in Raleigh. He's landed in Israel. He's been there for a whole day now, and he is speaking to me graciously from his hotel room after a very long day for this powerful episode. Rabbi, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Amanda. So I know that this has been a really long day. It was a long trip to get there, and you really hit the ground running. You told me a few minutes ago that you went to Tel Aviv today and and spent some time with victims. Talk to me about who you met and and what it was like. Yes, so we spent a significant time today in Tel Aviv in two locations. One is kind of the command center for families that have hostages in Gaza right now. Uh, several rooms of a building like the main center, city center building, civic center building, uh, where there are families. And we met with two people. One is a mother whose daughter in her 20s is being held captive in Gaza. Gaza. And another case, it was a brother whose his uh, brother and sister were killed and their 10-month-old twins survived ex- unbelievably, miraculously. Um, in a protected room while their parents were dead and murdered outside. And they cried for several hours, but uh, they were actually saved. So this was like an uncle of these two twins. It was heart-wrenching. They told the stories from beginning to end. They lived down in the, they called Kibbutzim, these these small town, little communities down by the Gaza border. Uh, They, it was a regular Saturday morning, which is the Sabbath, the Shabbat, which is a day of rest, really, in Israel, and it was just absolute shock and horror. The description of the one mother who described her daughter, that she was on the phone with her, the mother was actually in a different part of the country, the daughter was at that music festival, and her daughter calls her to say, you know, essentially, mom, I've been shot, my boyfriend next to me, he is shot and bleeding, there is someone in the car that is dead and murdered, and the last thing she heard is something like, they're coming for me, they're coming, they're getting closer, and she told her to breathe and try to stay calm, I'll be with you, and the mother said to us, which made me cry, she said, all of a sudden, she, mother, the, her daughter said something like, I'm, I think I'm going to die, I think they're going to kill me, and her mother said, I'm with you, I won't let that happen, the army is coming, and then the, the phone clicked, and it was... It's impossible to put words to it. We were all in tears. I, I don't um, know how. I mean, shocking. I'm getting very teary-eyed. I'm a mom thinking about that conversation. How um how are you processing all this? 
It is, it's putting my soul to the test, Amanda. I mean, look, we're a group of about 14 rabbis from across the country, two actually from, uh, from early Durham. And we, I mean, never experienced like this before. This, these are regular people, peaceful people who want to live a life of coexistence with the Palestinians. Um, and, and then they're sharing the stories of our absolute nightmares. I'm also a father. I'm a husband. I have children. Um, I even have children. A daughter in her 20s could be at a concert just like this. That last conversation, it's still ringing as I, as I share it with you now. This is, these are real people with real lives. Um, the last she knows, her daughter's cell phone signal is somewhere, quote unquote, in Gaza. So they believe that she is there and alive, although she doesn't know 100%. Um, she's hope, holding on for hope. It, it tears up the soul. Uh, this is a human, these are human beings being affected on all sides. This but in this case, listening to these parents, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Okay, we're going to talk more after the break. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. My guest is Rabbi Eric Solomon, who is speaking with me in the evening in Israel from his hotel room in Jerusalem after a long day of visiting with people in Israel, victims um, of this attack. And I know you described the people you spoke with. Can you talk a little bit about things that you've seen while you've been there? I'm sure you're wide-eyed as you travel around. What, what what have you seen there? What is Absolutely. it like? Well, yeah, so we're in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, which is the center of the country. We are, relatively speaking, far from the deep conflicts, which are in the south of Israel, which we'll go to tomorrow, called the Envelope of Gaza, where the war is happening there, and also the north, where Hezbollah, supported by Iran, is throwing and sending rockets into the north. That doesn't mean there are rockets and there, there hasn't been one in Siren where we're at, but there have been nearby, we get signals on our phone that there are rockets coming to this area. Having said that, Israelis are resilient. Uh, the airport was relatively empty. I've been here many times. It was shockingly empty. Um, the people are, the, you know, the restaurants are not really open. It's things are, it feels like a war situation. Uh, you know, the people are working, the people driving, trying to function in society. But it's a sense of crisis. There are posters everywhere of the victims, of the hostages, of, of, of prayers for them in all places. Many Israeli flags. Um, so what you might seem similar in America after 9-11, a sense of great patriotism, resilience, many soldiers, very high security um, in Israel. It's a civilian army, so people are, are armed and, and in different places uh, setting guard and watch. 
Um, the country is on alert. We were at a vigil in downtown Tel Aviv, kind of like the Moore Square of, uh, of Raleigh, similar. And there are tables of a Sabbath table, empty, where hostages would be. There were singers singing songs of, of hope, but also kind of mournful. Um, it's a combination of sad and serious. There are announcements on the, on the news of soldiers dying. It's a very serious time. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel grateful to be here because I want to be with this community, my people, my community when in during crisis. It's, but it's also very, very hard. How important do you think it is for American rabbis to go to Israel and, and show their support and sit with these victims, grieve with these victims, comfort them and their families? So I think you said it so well, and it's two ways. As Americans, you know, President Biden, when he came over, and also we've had local in our North Carolina area, local congressional delegation, as well as Governor Cooper and others, show support for Israel and Israelis in their time of suffering. It helps them feel like they are not alone. In this time, uh, Israel feels under siege. They are devastated. This massacre of 12 to 1,400 people, they're still counting, you know, over 200 plus. It's... It's devastating. It, it, the equivalencies in America would be tens of thousands of people. It's hard to, to fathom. Uh, so as Americans, we want to say that we are here and America stands like our president and our government behind and with Israel and its struggles. And part of the Jewish community, we are a, a Jewish people. Um, I'm a proud American, patriotic American, but I'm also part of a, of a religious and faith community and ethnic community of the Jewish people. And this is where my people, half of the Jewish people <laughs> resides here in Israel. So we want to show that just like when I'm as a rabbi, when someone's in mourning, you need to get proximate, you need to go near them, give them a hug, support, show them, pray with them. And that's what we're doing here as well. And I know you said you plan to visit the area close to where the conflict is. Yes. Are you afraid? I mean, are you afraid for your safety? This is obviously a very unstable time. Clearly, look, I'm, I'm. We wouldn't do anything that wasn't cleared with the military and security. But right, it, it is a war situation, and we know in war anything can happen. Sadly, so we're going to be careful. We're going. We're not going to. We're going to go within certain limits. But we also want to bear witness. You know, there are people, even locally, who deny or raise questions. Did this really happen? Is it exaggerated? We are going to go down to those communities and see with our own eyes, take testimony to show what happened and to say, this happened. It cannot happen. Imagine if that happened here in Raleigh, Cary, if, if someone bombed, attacked, massacred thousands of Raleighites um, and kidnapped babies. How would there we are react? Yeah. How would we react? So this is a terrible time. We, I feel in a sense we have no choice. I want to circle back to something. You mentioned 9-11, and obviously this, is, this whole conflict has had so much debate in our country. And one of the things you mentioned to Laura Levine, our reporter, was this is like their 9-11. If, if 9-11 happened here and we did nothing. Um, is that how you try to describe it to people when there is criticism for what's going on right now in Gaza? Exactly. It's it, this it, Israel is responsible for protecting its citizens, Hamas, not all Palestinians, and certainly the pain and suffering and even tragically the death of innocent Palestinians is an absolute, it's, it so pains me and pains Israel and the Jewish community. But Israel's responsible for protecting its citizens. With Hamas still there, it can do it again. And they've said they will do it again. 
They're holding children and babies, Holocaust survivors, underground against their will. Israel's responsibility to return the citizens back to the country, just like we'd expect America to do that as well. It's um, it's a terrible situation to me, and it's it's utterly it's hard to fathom and digest. But right, uh, Israel has a, has a, must respond, must protect its people, not against all Palestinians, but against Hamas, which are, which is oppressing Palestinians too. What's the message that you hope to take back about what you've witnessed and experienced there? What happened was real. What happened was devastating. What happened is going to require Hamas to be eliminated and gone. Um, however, um, ultimately, I do have faith in that reasonable Palestinians and Israelis do desire peace and coexistence. I know it seems far right now, but we all know that it is possible and that ultimately this holy land deserves a place of peace and coexistence with a Palestinian state and an Israeli state next to each other. We can get there, but the extremists have taken over, and we cannot live with extremists, the equivalent of Al-Qaeda, on our borders. How long do you plan to be there? I'll be returning on Friday in time for the Jewish Sabbath. Okay, well, safe travels, my friend, uh, throughout this experience, and I know that you will bring lots of comfort to many people. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak with me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. This has been the WREL Daily Download. If you'd like to hear more episodes, please follow us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast app. Once you follow the show, you'll automatically get new episodes every weekday. As always, thanks for listening to the WREL Daily Download. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.